0: The word of God is Jesus Christ. It is my weapon because it is infallible. This word slays sickness. This word defeats demons. This word eradicates hidden faults, deliberate sin, transgressions, and abomination. My Bible is the ultimate truth. This truth invades the darkness and exposes weaknesses lies, cowardice, and doubt. My Bible injects hope, love, and trust into my insecurities, demanding that I raise my level of expectation. It assures me that my Lord guarantees that I will triumph over all the forces in this world arrayed against me because he is the God of the angel armies. I conquer I see results I overcome because of my Bible. That's my favorite part. (laughs) That's that's my favorite part. Amen, amen, amen. Are you you up or? Okay. Hallelujah. You felt that?
1: Could you, handsome gentleman in the blue sweater, slide this?
0: Sure, I can. Amen, amen. Where is he? Somebody.
1: Just this. Amen, Merry Christmas, yes. Merry Christmas. That's all I'm gonna sing. Merry Christmas, all right. Um, before we just go straight into the message, can we um, just stand for prayer for a minute? And, and could I have just a little bit of water? I have, yeah, just a little bit. Hallelujah, thank you. You guys blessed this morning? Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord. Um, You alone are good. You're so good to us. You're so good to us, Lord. We thank you for having fun in your presence. We thank you for the light of Christmas shining on us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that even if we walk in darkness, even if we feel consumed, even if we feel busy, burned out, and bitter, Lord, that you can smooth out the pace, Lord. Lord, you can heal sickness, you defeat demons. This word, this word that we preach, this word that we live by, this word that we declare to be our our judge, this word that we declare to be our directing force, this word, Lord, overpowers the shopping of Christmas. It overpowers the hectic craziness, Lord, and all of that, it brings us back to our center And so we trust you. That this Christmas you have direction for us. That this Christmas you will turn on the light. That this Christmas we will find hope in the most unlikely places, Lord. Step through the room right now. Step through the room right now, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we're moving forward. Can you just worship for a minute? We're moving forward. What's the song, Steph, that we sang last week? All things new, yes, you make all things new, and I will follow you forward. You make all things new sing it one more time you make all things new as yes. you make all things new and i will follow you forward anybody need to go forward this christmas you make all things new and you make all things new. Yes, you I will follow you forward Hallelujah. Forward, Lord. Mm, put us in the right direction, Lord. Lord, you guide you were the guide for the magi. You were the guide for the wise men. They followed you forward, Lord. So, Lord, let us find hope today, light today, peace today, joy today, as we rediscover, Lord, the meaning, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And just for fun, look at somebody and say Merry Christmas one more time. The, the reason why you have to keep saying it is because we're moving into a time where um, it's not popular to say it, so we just got to load it up this year, okay? Load it up. Tell everybody you see, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Or you could say Happy Holy Days. You could say that. Happy Holy Days to you. Happy Holy Days. I told this man that yesterday, and he was like, oh, 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 okay. And I said, all right, bye. So last week, we talked about becoming new, um, becoming new, and we're going to stay on that track. We're going to stay on that track um, um, and follow that, even in our Christmas message. Last week, we talked about being a new you, how God said, behold, I will do a new thing, a new thing, amen, a new thing. And so um, this year, this week, we're going to stay on the same track, and next week, we're going to stay on the track with the new, because there's something that God is saying to us, amen. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah, and as you turn there, um, one of the, uh, the things that um, we have kind of ingrained in the hearts of, of the ministry is rediscover your shine. If you come, we want to help you rediscover your shine, get your shine back, your, your focus back, your, your glow back, the thing that makes you um, unique Um, in front of all other people. I love because uh, Moses was talking to the Lord and he said this to him and it, it stood out to me in the scripture and I just loved it because he said, Lord, if you don't go with us, He said, if you don't go with us, what else will distinguish us from all the other people on the earth? Have you ever felt like you're just lost in a sea of other people, that someone else has your same resume, someone else has your same credentials, someone else, when you walked over, if you graduated from college, when you walked across the stage, were you the only one? I'm assuming there were other people, when you graduated from high school or college, that there were other people getting degrees or diplomas or or masters or PhDs or whatever. So you are not the only one. So as he stood in the presence of God, he said something really interesting. He said, Lord, what else can make me look different? If you say that you're with us, what else can make us stand out from the crowd? What can give us a supernatural glow? What can make us supernaturally attractive? What can make us stand out above all the rest? What can what can give that to us? And the Lord said something interesting to him. He didn't really directly answer his question the way most of us would want his our questions answered. But he said, do this. He said, go stand in the, in the little, there's a little slit in the cave over there. I want you to go stand in a rock. And he said, Lord, I just asked you a question. I, you can probably see him, the confusion of Lord. I'm, no, I need to know the answer to my question. The Lord said, I'm, I'm going to show you. He said, because they were in relationship, so I love that they could just talk to each other like that. And the Lord said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go stand in the cleft of the rock. He said, and I'm going to let my glory my glory and my goodness and my presence. I'm going to pass by you. He said, now I am so bright. I am so intense. I am the source of all light that if you look on me, you won't even be able to live through it. I am that bright. Have you ever looked into a bright, bright light and you blink because you need to protect your eyes because it's so bright? And so he said, you you have light. You have light switches. You have lights on your phone. You have this thing and that thing. He said, but I am the originator of light. Light is me and I am light. And so he said, if this is what I'm. I'm going to do. I'm going to just walk past you. And if I just walk past you, a little bit of my glory will be left on you. And then you will be distinguished from every other person on the planet. Yeah. If my glory, if my light, if the brightness of who I am just yeah. gets on you. And if I just walk, he's in there, you, you, if you want, you can take a peek when my back you know, when I'm almost past you, but if you look directly on me, the glory of the Lord is so intense. He said, you cannot take it. You cannot stand it. So this Christmas, we you see people, you see people um, in the store shopping. Um, you, can, you can go to the next slide. You can see people in the store shopping. You can see them busy. You can call people. I've been trying to call Pastor Kim for the last three weeks. I mean, you know, we were on an airplane. You guys know. So it's just so much going on, and you find yourself sending messages to people next week. Oh, after Christmas. Oh, how about after New Year's? You know, you just, you just keep pushing it back because there's so much going on. And so you find that, um, but I also found that I was getting a couple messages of people texting me saying this, oh, could you pray for me? I'm depressed this season could you pray for me I'm heavy this season can you pray for me it just seems a little dark can you pray for me I don't know where my way out I I don't know a friend of mine called me yesterday and I was so excited to hear from her and she said um, and we were doing our typical Merry Christmas Happy New Year you know and they're moving to Africa the second week of January and I was trying to ask about the going away party and she said Teresa all that is good I need to tell you about a friend of ours And she proceeded to tell me about a friend who had a major accident. And she said, so this is what I need you to do. I can't get her to me because of her sickness. She can't travel to me. But what I need you to do, she said, I need you to take care of her during Christmas. I need you to reach out to her during Christmas. She needs light around her. She needs people around her. She needs to be consumed. So that's when you say all that other stuff that I thought was, was so important, the busyness, the burned out, I just wanna sink onto my couch and turn the lights out and watch movies. Have you ever seen that Netflix uh, commercial where he says you just fell into the show hole? That's how I, you just, just like, can I just go into a show hole this, just from the 26th to the 30th? <laughs> just Can I just have three days just to be nothing, do nothing and eat everything I want? You know? just go to the bakery get some cookies shut the door save my cell phone got lost but really just turn it off and throw it in the closet and just be by myself that would that maybe that's just me that's my okay that was my Christmas wish but um and so you know I you know that just might be me but it's the hectic pace of the season in life that even though It is a time where the light is brightest, where the light came to us, where the light shined to us, that we find ourselves missing our shine. We find ourselves missing who we are. We find ourselves looking and longing to be out of the darkness. And so when we tell you all throughout the year, rediscover your shine rediscover your shine you didn't you didn't never have it you had it we're not saying discover your shine we're saying go back and rediscover rediscover your brilliance Callista. rediscover who you are rediscover who you are in god because it's there it's been given to you that your your shine is there this is what is so awesome your shine came the first day of christmas your fine shine came the first day of Christmas. It's just a matter of getting past the darkness to remember when he walked past you and told you that I want to distinguish you. I want to let the light of God go past you. I want to make you different from all the other, the other place, people on the earth. And so what we find is many of us can rehearse the Christmas story with our eyes closed. You know, I remember being little and my aunt saying, okay, before you open the gifts, I was at, she had three, my cousins, three little kids and they were just hyper, hyper, hyper and they came running downstairs. She said, let's go over the story of Christmas. No Nobody was listening to her. You can't tell us that. When you got a tree and bikes and everything loaded up. No, tell me the story, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus came in the major Girl was a virgin. I mean, I remember my cousin Danny just spitting it off. This is what happened, Mom. And so then the angel came, told him yeah. And then they were gonna say, and they said, hi the angel? Okay, and then the baby came, and then they all came, and the donkey breathed, and then they, okay, now can I open my gifts? You know. And so we're just like, okay, yeah, that's the story. You know, go. And so we've minimized it, and you know, we were watching the little drummer boy, the old 1965 version of the drummer boy you know with the claymation figures you know and so I was like what happened to the real stories that told kids the real story we were we were trying to find something for her to watch about Christmas and they had a spaceship a chicken a pig I was like we're in an elf I was like does any of this like let's like let's at least gloss over the fact that a baby can can you just put a baby in the cartoon just so that they can have something to relate but the story the original story is getting lost you know it's just getting lost and so we were um we we did family night and we were going to Knott's Berry Farm and they had the lighting of the tree and so the lady goes people were running I mean they were rushing so that they wouldn't be late because they wanted to see a tree lit up and so they did all this pre stuff you know all this and the people were dancing and this thing and Charlie Brown came out and this thing and people just wanted to know when are we going to see the lights you know you're depressed you're leaving your office late you worked overtime you worked this time or you didn't get the job or you just got laid off and this thing happened and you're driving down the street and all you want to say is oh well let me take A longer route home so I could see the lights, you know, so I can see the lights. Now, whatever your neighbor's reason is for running their electric bill, the real reason of Christmas, the real point of Christmas is that our shine came. Our shine came to us. So look at the steps of Christmas with it. Let's, Let's just go through this. It started with an angel, okay? It started with an angel. And so Luke 1 19, I love it. It says, An angel Gabriel came to a man named Zachariah so here it is this is the this is what's so amazing when you look at the the characters if you would of Christmas that they're all doing something and you you tend to see people get startled by by the the miracle of God coming into play why are we startled when prophecy starts to unfold and the, the prophetic word that we got 15 years ago starts to come into play and so you are talking about a nation of people a group of people that believed that something was going to happen they had 300 prophecies declaring that this was going to to come to pass. And so you have these people knowing this, serving God. Then, And this is the thing. We're not talking about non-believers. We are talking about people that believe that God was going to send a Messiah, that he was going to send a king. And so we have people that go to church that believe God can do it. We believe that this can happen and that can happen. But we haven't let it lock into who we are. It hasn't hit home to our direct circumstances. And so God is saying this. He said it starts with an angel. And so God says this is when the angel comes to Zechariah. Zechariah is serving in the temple at this time the temple the the house of god didn't close monday through thursday or open up once a week for bible study or if there's a meeting and then we close the door the temple of god was open at all times and so somebody had to serve you had to be on 24-hour watch you had to serve in the temple at all times so zachariah is in the house of god he is in the presence of god he is in the place where god's glory dwells and an angel walks up to him and he is surprised he is startled he is thrown off course and this is the thing why do we go to church why do we go? Why do we pray? Why do we listen to messages? Why do we do these things if we are not expecting to have a divine encounter? Yeah. Okay, you are supposed to expect a divine encounter. You should not be surprised when the schedule gets a little thrown off because the presence of God comes and saturates the building or his train fills the temple. You should expect God to show up in your day. You should leave the house expecting God. I love it because my bishop used to say, he said, Lord, he said, I say this prayer every morning. Lord, I am alive today. If there is anything great going on in the earth, let me be a part of it. Put me before great men. Put me before strangers that need a touch. Put me in a place where I can see the supernatural power of God where I will naturally operate in the supernatural. So Zachariah is standing in God's house. He is standing in the presence of the Almighty. And when an angel walks up to him, he gets thrown off course. And an angel gives him a word, and he goes, no, that can't happen. So how many of us stand? We come to church. We carry our Bibles on our phone, on our tablets, on our computers. We have it everywhere. We can, we can uh, Pastor Darrell was with the man, oh, uh, yesterday and he said the man was like oh i know this scripture and he started talking everybody can quote a scripture but when are we going to believe that the light can activate in us and cause a shift to take place in our existence and so zachariah is standing there and so when he begins to he, he says he asked the angel a question the angel tells him what's going to happen and he said how is this going to happen how many of you have ever stood in god's presence and said yeah lord but i don't know i mean how are you going to do that the odds are stacked against you. you, you you're you, God, but how are you going to pull this thing off? And so I, I, I love it because Gabriel got him straight. And so Gabriel said a couple things to him. And this is what you need to understand. When people give a word, when you hear the preached word, or somebody comes to you and they have, they're called divine contact moments, and something comes to you and somebody says something to you, exactly what you needed to hear, exactly the way you needed to hear it, exactly when you were about to give up, you need to understand what is going on. The The angel said... Did you really just say how? And he said, okay, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me, let, me, let me run down to you what just happened. I was sent. I was sent. I do nothing out of my own volition. I was sent to you. The prophet Isaiah in, in, in Isaiah 7 was sent to King Ahaz, and he gave him a word, and King Ahaz was like, you know, I, no, I'm not going to ask God. He said, God gave me specific instructions. God told me to meet you on the rampart by the aqueduct. He went through all the, and you're going to tell me, man, no, I'm not going to ask God. And so the angel says this. He says, I came. I was sent from you. God was looking at your situation. He was looking at your life. He was looking at your needs. He was looking at your darkness. He was looking at the fact that you lost your shine, and he sent me. Then he says this, and second of all, I am Gabriel. There are there are ranks of angels, okay, and so he said this. There is this is what you have to understand. He said you have to understand that there is spiritual wickedness. There are there are principalities. There are demons. There are imps. There is a spiritual. There are spiritual components. There are rankings to angelic forces, okay. So some angels are messenger angels. Some angels are warring angels. Some angels come and give you strength. And so Michael is an example of a warring angel. Gabriel is a messenger angel, and he is not just a messenger angel. He is the chief messenger he is the archangel. so god said anybody could have came and brought you this word but because of the intensity of what god is about to do he sent me i was released from the power center of the universe to speak to you and you're going to tell me that you don't believe that god is about to move in your life and do something for you and bring you the victory and the blessing that you've been asking for he said you are old you have been waiting for years And now when I come to you in the house of God, in the presence of God, in the house where his spirit dwells on a consistent basis, you're going to say, how do you not know? Have you not heard? Can you not perceive? He's God. Why do you serve? Why are you here, Zachariah? Why, why, are you, why do you come and serve and take your shift? Why do you come at 930 and set up the sound? Why do you come and help and make sure the projector's up? Why do you serve? Unless you believe that there is power being released. Unless you understand. And so it started with an angel going to one person. And so and then the angel left him and went to Mary. And I love it because, see, when it's something about being young. It's something about either being young in the faith or just young at heart. Where children can grasp the word. Where Grace tells me, Mommy, I ask God for this and God is going to do it. Where she sits in the car on her way to school, I'm going to have a blessed day because God is with me. God is at my school. He is my holy Lord. It is something about the young. So when that same angel goes to Mary, Mary was like, okay, how do you want me to do it? What do you want me to do? Do I need to go to the left? Do I need to go to the right? Do you want me to, what do you want me to do? Because I trust the word from God. It starts with the word. And so an angel goes, an angel comes to Mary. Mary trusted the angel. Joseph trusted Mary. This is the thing. How can you trust someone where the whole situation looks deceitful? You better know God because Satan will set that thing up. Well, it will look extreme. You cheated on me. You're pregnant. You disgraced me. He could have gone through the list. But when God is involved, when God is involved, trust comes with the light. So the angel came with the word. Mary trusted the angel. Joseph trusted Mary. Shepherds trusted in an angelic encounter. Wise men trusted a star. And we trust a baby. Do you see the chain reaction? The steps of Christmas. It started with one thing. An angel being sent. So you're standing in the source of light. This is this projector is beaming light. And so when it comes on me, when I, when it comes on me now, the light is on me. It's glaring my eyes. And so now you, it bounces off the screen and you see a light and then it bounces off of you. And so God says, he says 300 years of silence. There was no word from God. God wasn't saying a thing. He had shut his mouth, and then instantly he releases his chief archangel to give a word, and it starts a chain event. And here we stand, trying to buy an iPad, stepping on someone's feet, mad because we'd missed an online code. And he said, A baby. It all goes back to a baby. It all goes back to light versus darkness. Every story, every movie has that. Every movie has a light versus darkness. And God is saying you have to decide what you're going to do when your encounter comes. Now, I love this because you have two different people. and, and, And sometimes when we look at the story of Christmas and the steps God took at Christmas, we miss... We miss these two we, these two groups. It was a group of shepherds and a group of magi. Magi um, were a group of wise men. They believed they later said that they were kings, and so they weren't just traveling alone. They were traveling with their servants. They were traveling with all their gifts. Was, it was a, an entourage of travelers, okay? And so they were on a mission, looking, okay? They were not looking. The shepherds were not looking. They were in position doing what they do on a consistent basis. And so you may not, you may be looking, or you may be not. Looking, some people are not looking for a word of God. Some people are not looking for God to come and step into their life. Some people are like, you know what? I got a job. I pay my taxes. I pay my tithes. I, I, you know, I'm good. I don't really need anything. Do you need? I asked a woman the other day. I met this woman. She was had multiple sclerosis, and I said, What can? What do you need? What can I pray for you? She said, I can walk, baby. She said, I could not walk two years ago. I don't need anything but for God to keep walking with me. If God keeps walking with me, that's what I need. And so she said, I already had my encounter. So the Magi were looking and the shepherds weren't looking. The shepherds were in darkness and the Magi were following a light. Now this is the thing. There were no street lights. There was no electricity. There were no houses, no cables running through. They didn't have the option to turn on the stove light or the hallway light or the bedroom light. Or the light, you know, it was black when the sun went down. If there, except for the stars, depending on where the moon was, there was no light. And so it says this in Luke chapter 2, it says that the shepherds lived in darkness. Okay, it says they lived in darkness. I, I don't, I forgot my glasses. Uh, Luke chapter 2, they lived. Okay, you know, this is the, the whole family can, I hope now, which so I, I can use some. Oh, this is too, yeah, let me get okay, okay, yeah, I know, right this is what we do all the time. What what, what point size do you have? Oh, this is perfect. I got pops. I'm gonna look like my dad today. Oh, nice. Okay. And so what I was saying to you before I rudely interrupted myself. And so the shepherds lived in darkness. And so Luke chapter two, and it's so funny when you go back and read the scripture, because you really don't get a sense of what is going on until you pay attention to the minute details. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? Okay. And so it says this in verse eight, Luke two, verse eight, say the word works if you're there. The okay. And it says in, in that vicinity, there were shepherds living. I'm reading the amplified version, living out under the open sky in the field, watching in shifts over their flock by night, say night. Okay, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord flashed. I love the Amplified. It said, it flashed and shone all about them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news and great joy, which will come to all the people. And so it says this, they were living in a field. They were in pitch darkness, and they were working in shifts. So what they were doing is they were keeping watch over their flock. So a bear could come, a lion could come, anything could come and damage the flock. So they have become accustomed to operating and working and protecting in the the night hours. They were accustomed to, uh, it's something about your eyes getting adjusted to the dark, okay? Some of you have been in your situation so long, your eyes have become adjusted to the darkness that you're in. And so you don't even expect the light to come on. You don't, it, it burns too much. And you tell people when they come in and turn the light on in your life and expose what's going on, you get angry with them because you were laying in your bed cuddled up in the dark sleep and you the first thing you say is turn it off turn off the light don't expose me don't show me the truth don't bless me with the newness of what's to come keep the lights off I like my darkness and so the shepherds were shepherds they were protectors they were there to watch over the flocks they were there to look for something lurking in the darkness so they were trained to go into the dark and that's what shepherds do we are trained to watch over you in your darkness we are trained to see a bear coming and to watch the the shape of the darkness move and say you're about to get in trouble move over to the Left, move over to the right. I need you to come over here. I need you to do this. That is what shepherds are trained to do. But this is what happened a light came that was so bright and so intense that it scared them because it shifted where they were. Now, last week we said, we said, God said, I'm going to do a new thing and you are going to feel uncomfortable. It is going to be unfamiliar. You are not going to like it. So don't be surprised when something comes, when God comes and messes up your darkness, where he comes and walks into your dark place and says, no, Lord, but this is how I function. This is how I function. This function. This is what I do. This is how I get down. This is how I roll. Oh, is it? Hmm. Oh, is it? That's how you roll? Well, you you don't understand how we do things. Oh, okay. But God said no more. The light has come. The light has come. They had they knew it was coming. And this is the thing. When you know something is coming, but you have gotten complacent, complacent. Let me say it one more time. Complacent, complacent, lazy whatever is not going to happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen for my mother. 300 years. How many generations can live through 300 years? You're talking about people that live 70 to 100 years. So you are talking about a generational thing. Probably about three or four generations had been accustomed to not hearing from God. So when these shepherds were in the field, they were looking at their grandfather was a shepherd. Their father was a shepherd. Their great grandfather was a shepherd. Their great 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 grandfather was a shepherd. And they we're all used to the darkness. So when you come with the light, this is not what we're expecting. Okay, I, you know, <laughs> this is not what we're expecting. But when the angel finished setting it up, when the angel, when they had an encounter, an encounter with the God, it says a flash. That was so bright it was a glory of the Lord God sent an angel to speak to them and the angel says this is this is I have good news for you unto you is born this day in the town of David David a Savior who is Christ the Messiah the Lord it was important that they said this because this is a thing everyone was looking for a baby women in this era wanted to be the mother of the Messiah they knew that a Messiah was coming and what an honor it would be if the Messiah was birthed through you so when they gave them the angel said you will find him and and then i love it because in verse 13 it says then suddenly there appeared with the angel an army of the troops of heaven an army of the troops of heaven a heavenly knighthood praising god and say i i love this because uh, um, um, a host of angels is about 250 okay but this says that the an army of troops a heavenly knighthood. So the sky shot bright with angels coming down from the presence of God. God says, oh, you thought one angel was enough? He said, we're about to celebrate. It ha- it, it, it's happening now. Something new is coming into your vicinity. And so it says, he says, it's so bright. And they all began to sing a new song. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, they said, finally, you will have peace. Finally, you will have favor. Finally, the hand of God will be living among you. Now the wise men, the wise men, they were studied. They were smart. They had been schooled. They had gone to the best schools. They knew more than one language. They had been studied. So they, were, they came from another country because they came on a word. They came on instructions. They came following the star. They studied the astronomy. They studied the patterns of the sky. And so they also trusted God, but they also were studying. They were also studied, and they were looking for the light. They were following the light. I love it because when we were watching the little drummer boy last night, when they came upon the wise men, the wise men, uh, the the guy who was running game, he said, don't you want to stop and hear some music? And I love it because they said, we don't have time. If we stay here and listen to music and party with you, we will miss the star. We don't have time. And I love it because sometimes in your life, people will say, oh, why don't you come and do this? And and why don't you hang for a minute? And why are you going to church? And why are you doing this? Oh, let's go to brunch on Sunday. Sunday brunch is the best. And why don't we do this? And this is the thing. If you miss the star, you won't know where to go from there. So they were studied. They had invested too much of their livelihood into where they were going. And so they were expecting to find a king. And so who do they find first? They find an enemy. They find an enemy. They find Herod in Matthew 2. And Herod was like, oh, you know, this is the thing. I, 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 at first I was like, it, it went past me a couple times. He said, you can only get in the company of certain people if you are on a certain level. You, you, you can't. And so this, there's a scripture that says in Proverbs, a gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. And your gift will make room for you. And a lot of people tend to believe that it means um, your gifting, your inner giftings and your talent and all that stuff. But it means an actual gift. One time my mom, uh, a friend of hers called her uh, over and said, I'm doing a private dinner party for Miles Monroe. And so she said, I'm only inviting about ten people. And so they sat and had dinner and they, they it was just ten leaders and they just sat at the table with Miles Monroe and he spoke directly into all their lives. And my mother said at the end she wrote him a check and she handed it to him and somebody else was like, What are you doing? She said he just dropped knowledge. We just had dinner with Miles Monroe for hours. We just ate, we had a direct, we didn't sit in an audience of 5,000 people. We just sat at a table of 10 with Miles Monroe. I am blessed, my gift will make room for me. And he nodded, he said, thank you. Because what he's saying, it's not about me, but you are recognizing you are among wisdom. You are among something great is happening. You have an opportunity. So in order for the wise men to even get to Herod. Do you understand what I'm saying? They had to be wise men or kings on their own. You don't come off the off the field in your dirty feet into the throne room talking about. I'm looking for a star. Um, can I see your, um, your, no, 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 no. When they came in because of their level, Herod called in his top astronomers, his top priests. He called in all the people that were able that were studied and learned to give them the information that they need. They said, we need to know where the King is going to be. And he called in his best men. And God is saying, when you are on assignment for me, I will make people give you the information that you need. Even if it means their destruction, even if it means their destruction. This was going to tear Herod down, but he had to give them the information. Herod didn't even know. He asked his wise men, and they said, it's written right here. He's going to come to Bethlehem. And he was like, well, what? So he, he tells them this. He says, he says this. You, you tell me where he is, and I'll come back. So some of you are looking. Some of you already know that God has something for you. You're, you're wise enough to know. So you've been on a search, and you're looking for where God is. Some of you don't know. You're just going about your daily life either way. Either way, the light is gonna come. They were both, they were both at the manger scene. Let me wrap this up, cause I, amen. Isaiah 60 verse one. Isaiah 60 verse one, are you there? And I'm gonna read the Amplified if you have your electronic Bible. Read the Amplified with me right now. Okay, or you can read it from the screen, excuse me. Arise verse 60, verse 1. Arise. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Arise. Arise. Do this with me. Stand to your feet right now. Arise. 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 Get up. Get up. You have to shift position. Hand these to the people behind you. You have to shift position to get something from God. You have to shift position. You cannot stay where you were to get something from God. Say let's read it as a as a family arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you rise to what a new life second assignment shine Be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness all peoples. But the Lord shall arise upon who? You, O Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen. Where? On you. You can be seated. You have two assignments. And I love it because the prophet made it personal. He said, arise, arise, he said, to a new life. And then he said, for your light has come. It has come. And the glory of the Lord is not going to be near you. It's not going to be on, uh, around you. It's going to be where? Upon you. Upon you. And he says this, get up from the depression and the prostation in which circumstances have kept you. Circumstance, circumspect, circum, is a circle. It is, it is a round thing to where you are trapped. Um, a pond is a body of water, and it may not be a complete circle, but the idea of a circle is that there's no entrance. There is no beginning. You can't look at a circle and say, that's the beginning part or that's the end part. So circumstances are situations that come around you and appear that they have no out. There's no out. There's nothing around you to get you out. And so you have you are bound by this endless circle of pain and endless circle. Like I said before, my daddy's 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 mother's cousins, stepmother, stepfather, step- everybody around me has been this way. And so you are in circumstances. So depression and prostration is it's when you are laid down in it. You are stuck in your circle. You are stuck in your circumstances. And God says there may not be a door on the circle, but this is what you can do. If you are prostrate and laying down, he said this, get up and step out. Okay? He said the circumstances are all you. But in order for you to get out of the circumstances, you have to get up. You have to arise. And you don't say, and this I love it because you have to realize, you have to realize it's already been done. you have to get that in your head your thing has already been done it's been done it's been done, done. this is the thing this is what the Bible says, he declares the end from the beginning so when you were born when you were born, your end was written and so when you are alive, you are working out what your end has already dictated it would be. Yeah. And so God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. He has an agenda for you. He knows what he's doing. And so he says, arise. You have the ability to get up out of it. He said, your light has already come. He didn't say it's coming. He said, it has come. Yeah. I'll move on. I guess you just amen. did. Okay, I'm going to say amen because when God spoke it to me, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. God
1: won't require yeah. something of you.
0: I know that's right. That he
1: won't equip you to accomplish
0: Amen.
1: God won't require something of you that he won't equip you to accomplish Amen. No, that's right. the wise men were equipped the shepherds were equipped Joseph was equipped Mary was equipped the power of the light I love it because there are four things and I'm gonna give you these four things and then we'll be done but I love it because when I was um in elementary school, I had to memorize scripture every day. Um, I was broken. I w- I, w- I was broken. I um was a child. I wish we could turn this music down. Um I, I was a child that had a lot of things wrong. I needed the light. And so um Every birthday I had to go to the doctor and get x-rays so they can examine the um, the the uh, um, growth pattern of my bones to figure out how they could, they could fix things that seemed to be wrong or things that were off kilter. And so one of the things that my mother did, she wasn't raising a preacher, she was raising a survivor. And so one of the things that she did was, is that every morning we had to say the word of God. Every morning on the way to school, I didn't ride the bus, I rode in the car. And every morning we had to say the word. And so one of the first things that she had me learn yeah. Was John 1, in the beginning was the word, and I would be half sleep going to school. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. All things were made by him. Say it again, all, the, all things were made by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. In him was light, and this light was the light of men, And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness overcame it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same was in the beginning with God. He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light. Say it again, say it again. I'm sorry. He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light. I, mom we're at school I gotta go sit in the car and finish he was not that light but came with, with my foot out the door he was sent to bear witness of that light that all men through him might believe uh, uh, you can do John 3 tomorrow oh gosh bye you know you're just like whatever you know I don't even understand what it means when it says in the darkness overcame and not what does that mean you'll understand it better by and by be blessed and so she was putting medicine in my soul she was but this one verse verse 9 would live in me I said I remember going how can you light everybody that comes into the world? How come every single, you were the true light, how do you light everybody that comes into the world? He says no person is born without receiving my light. It does, he doesn't matter your birth status, he doesn't matter your skin color, he doesn't matter your culture, he doesn't matter your country. He says that is why, why do you think missionaries are deployed all over the world? Because every single person on this planet has access to the divine light. He is the true light. And they met, you have heard the false, you have heard the fake, you have seen a flicker, you have seen a fa- all that stuff. He said, but I am the true light. And every single person, every single person will be will be lit. let me give you this so you can go. <laughs> rejuvenates the four pa- the four things that the light will do rejuvenates rejuvenates, rejuvenates. Um, uh, go to um, if you want to go to message you can but I love this in verse nine and ten and and I pray that this is what what you will say. Instructed by the king, the Magi set off. Then the star appeared again, and the same star that they had seen in the eastern skies, and it led them on until it hovered over the place of the child. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time the Lord will rejuvenate you. They had been on a journey. They had come from another country. They went to the king and they met with the they had so many meetings. How many of you guys feel like you've been working on your purpose, your plan your belief. You've been, And how many more meetings, how many more places do I have to go to get to what God is saying? And God is saying keep on going because baby when you hit, when that when my light hovers over where you were called to be, he said you're going to get a whole new inkling of power a whole new rejuvenation, a whole new understanding. Rejuvenation Rejuvenate, the light will rejuvenate you. I tell you, if you're not married, when the light hovers over the right person, rejuvenation. He said, I will restore to you the years. Rejuvenate. The second thing that he says, he says, they will, it will you, cause you to reevaluate." I love it. It will cause you to reevaluate. So we know that they met with Herod, but it says this, Herod sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search for the child carefully and diligently. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. This is the thing. How many of you guys have ever met with somebody deceptive? Told you that they loved you? (laughs) Told you that you had a job? Told you that you could, I remember being in marriage counseling. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for counsel. Lord, you better find some counsel. Don't you do nothing in life without counsel. I'm telling you, because when you are in stuff, you are blind as a bat. You can't see nothing. And I was, we, were, we were in the middle of a meeting, and I was talking to this pastor, and I was dating this guy from Atlanta. Thank God for Pastor Daryl. And I'll never forget, it was Pastor Charles Brooks. He told me loud and clear, he said, Babe, and this school had offered me a job in Atlanta, and the guy was in Atlanta, and Pastor Brooks said, baby, you can go to Atlanta. Don't go for him. You go because you're going. Now, if you don't want to go, don't go to Atlanta because if you're going for him, that will be a mess. And I said, okay. I said, well, I really do want to go. As long as you want to go because he is not going to be part of the equation. Yes, sir, I hear you loud and court. You better learn when it's time to reevaluate. Herod gave them all that information and he said so when you find them come back and I'll go with you the second time Yeah, okay, you know, they were all wise men verse 12 The angel of the Lord came to in a dream dream and said number one go back another way And then number two do it on the down low. They said didn't nobody know where they slipped out You're talking about a caravan of people a caravan they had camels horses wise men kings They had people fanning them people feeding them and how do you slip out with a caravan of people? You better have the light around you. The light will blind. This is the thing. The light will reveal to you which way to go, but it'll blind your enemy so they can't see you, okay? So they slipped out, okay? A whole caravan slipped out out of town. So you better know when to reevaluate. Is this really for you? It may have been good last week, but it doesn't mean it's going to be good next week. So it'll either rejuvenate, reevaluate, and reevaluate, and then redirect. I love it because those verses hit back to back. Joseph got up, and so they had all. They, the baby shower was over; everything had been done, and and the same angel came to Joseph in a dream and said, "Don't go that way." go and hide in Egypt, go to a whole nother country. And I love it because after the wise men came, they had the resources to do it because the wise men bought them gold. So they were able, God said, God said, I will supply the resources so that I can redirect you and you can get to where you're supposed to be. Did you hear that? God, how am I going to go? What do you mean go to Egypt? I have never been. What are you talking about Egypt? That's not our hometown. At least in Bethlehem and in Israel, I have cousins. He said, no, you will die with your people. Go to Egypt and here are the resources to do it. The last one, rebirth. John 13. This is what we all get out of the story of Christmas. John 13. And you can be released. John 1.13, I know I should be able to say it, huh? You can. Okay, and I love this, he said, um, who were born not of flesh, not of flesh. I, I love one translation, said, is, he said sex didn't do this, he said the physical body didn't do it, the natural father didn't do it, he said you have to be born of God. So you've been born into the wrong family, you have generational curses you're operating under, confused about your identity Rebirth. That's why God lets the light come. I love it because uh, um, uh, Gideon said, Lord, you don't know who my people are. I am from the least city, from the least family, from the, and I'm the least of my, I am the least. And God said, that's okay. I'll just re- I'll rebirth you yeah. into who I need you to be. Yeah. Rejuvenates, reevaluates, redirects you, and then you're reborn into the new life. Stand to your feet. John 8, he said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Who can make that claim? Who can make that claim? Who can say they're the light of the whole entire world? Who can, who can make that claim but you, but you, Lord? Lord, we thank you that. We thank you, Lord, that it started with the baby. Why didn't you come as a grown man Why didn't you come as a king already established because you wanted to be born into us at the very, very beginning stages of life to show us that it is possible. And so, Lord, we thank you, Father, that you came representing new life. You came, Lord, to show us that every stage of growth, we can be new. We can be made new, Lord. You came. So that we had life, Lord. And not just life, but that more abundantly. If you're under the sound of my voice right now and you are battling in darkness, he never said darkness wouldn't come. That's right. There's nothing in the word that says that, that supports that. I know he said, when darkness comes, yeah. when darkness comes, yeah. when darkness comes, when darkness comes, I will be my, your light. I will be your light. I will be your source of direction. I will be a lamp unto your feet, says Psalm 119. Why do you need a lamp right by your feet? It's that dark, Lord. I can't even see my next step. I am walking in fog. I am, it's, it's one thing to be in fog, but it's another thing to be in darkness and fog. But Lord, if I put your word right at my feet, right at my will, then I can take steps. The steps I need to walk in purpose, the steps I need to walk in authority, the steps I need to come out of, to arise out of depression and prostration, the things that are laying on me, just laying on me. I'm not laid out worshiping. I'm laid out done, just done. I have fallen and I can't get up. But if you are standing over me, commanding me, to arise, then I can't get up. It is possible for me to get up. It is a divine right of mine to get up. Right now in your bags you were given a little light. You were given a light. And as we close out today's service, we want to remember Someone could get the cake. We want to remember that when darkness falls, when darkness falls. Can't turn the light, the light's off. When you're walking in darkness. Some of you don't have the luxury of standing still when it's dark. You've still had to keep going You've been walking in darkness. And God says, I will be a light all around you. I will be a light all around you. Even if it's dark anywhere else, right there where that light is in your hand, there's enough light to get you through. And I love it because the old people used to say, guide me, O great Jehovah. And so what that means is, Lord, I'm gonna put a light and I'm just gonna follow the light. I'm going to follow the light. I'm going to follow where you lead me. I'm going to follow, Lord. So, Lord, as we stand here, we need to redirect our focus, Lord. Redirect our focus. I know we're caught in the hype of the culture of gifts and sales and bigger, bigger, bigger TVs where we can't even stand in our living room. (laughs) Because the nature of the world is to want more, to never be satisfied. But in you. In you, we are greatly satisfied. In you, we have more than enough. In you, we can say, you know what? I'm going to forego a bigger TV yeah. for the sake of buying something for someone I don't know. Yeah. Every day, we drive past a group of homeless people under the bridge by, by USC taking Grace to school. But this year, we say, you know what? Instead of that, we're going to leave our house Christmas morning and go bring something to them. Because I need to go to I need to go to where the darkness is. Yeah. Stop being afraid. Yeah. Stop being afraid. We're afraid of homeless people. We're afraid of people who are bound in, in drama. We're afraid. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I, uh, why are you afraid? Yeah. Why are you afraid? You have the light of the yeah. world yeah. shining on you. Yeah. 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 So we're going to be corny. We're going to be corny. And we're going to sing a hook of this, I will follow you forward. And then we're going to be corny and we're going to sing happy birthday, Jesus. So we can remember, remember. Because in 10 years, 20 years, it may be a foreign thing to remember. It might just be a remnant saying Merry Christmas. But for those that believe, it is power. And I will follow you forward. If you need to be rejuvenated right now, if you need to reevaluate some things in your life, if you need to be redirected, if you need to be reborn, if you need the great rebirth from the Almighty God, For, I can hear the Magi singing this as they looked up to the star. They were saying, Lord, the world is broken, but you make all things new. All things new and I will follow you forward. I will follow you forward. I will not go backwards. All things new, as yes, you may. All things new and I will follow you forward. Say, I will follow you. You. uh, Sorry. All things new. you You
0: make all things new, and
1: I will follow you forward, forward, forward. If you need rejuvenation right now, before we move on, just lift your hands right now. If you need redirection, if you need, some people say, I don't know how I'm going to get out. God said, that's okay. I will redirect you. And I pray that before 2016 hits your life, that you will be redirected into a new season, into a new thing as a new person. I pray that even if it is unfamiliar, even if you are uncomfortable, even if you feel afraid, that you will follow God. Because Jesus said, I am the light of the world and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So I speak life into you. I speak the light of God rejuvenating you. When you finally see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, I speak power into you as you look to be, Lord, re-evaluate all of the stuff in my life. How many of you can submit to God and say, Lord, I'm going to lay on your operating table and reevaluate me. Search me, O oh Lord. Search my heart, my mind, my filthy thoughts, my, my, my ugliness, Lord. Search my attitude. Lord, when you send a word to me, I will be open to hear it, whoever it comes from. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you. I will bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Forward. I will follow you forward. Oh who's that who has a cake